using you know, practical application. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a road trip through hard times. All right? Uh, because what I have to do as a pastor is get you prepared for the next couple of years. I've been trying to do that through our ministry and through the power of teaching. But this is a special bulletin and a special announcement. Hard times are coming. I don't know, how many of you are going on a road trip this summer? Anybody? Taking a road trip? You've got to drive somewhere. Maybe you're taking a road trip to the airport and flying. Maybe you're staying home and in your backyard, right? All right, but when you go on a road trip, you have to prepare, don't you? And uh, so we as a people, the Christians, need to be prepared for what is coming our way and what we're headed for. And so I want to get you ready for a road trip through hard times. And so what I'm going to do is take you through a few things here. So uh, anybody knows that when you're ready for a road trip, the first thing you do is you check your engine, right? You have to check your car. And you have to make sure that it's in good working condition. Wives would appreciate that, husbands. So let's talk about the preparation of what's coming our way or what we're driving ourselves into. We're driving into a storm, if any of you are aware of this. And if you're not, I'm hoping that you'll get aware of it. A storm is brewing and a storm is coming in this uh, uh, nation. Now, uh, the outcome of the election really, I don't believe, is going to change that storm very much. It may stall it, depends on who gets into office, but there is something happening above the office of president in this land, and it is moving at a very strong force. And so depending on which delegate gets in, we still need to pray for either one. Uh, one may make uh, it move quicker and the other may stall it for a little bit, but both of them are basically on the same agenda, if you, uh, that's my opinion. Um, so we need to watch what's going on. And so for the Christian community, there is a storm that we're driving into and we need to be, what, prepared. Better than the Boy Scouts, better than the Girl Scouts. We need to be prepared. And so we need to do one thing first. This is what my wife always asks me, and that is this. Did you check the oil? Right? You need to check the oil. And so I've burned out about two engines in my past uh, for the lack of one thing, checking the oil. And so uh, that's really sad when you lose a car. It really is tears coming down my face when you lose a car because of a lack of maintenance and i'm really want to make sure that as a church we are well prepared and we don't lose anybody does that make sense to you we don't want to lose anybody so we need to check the oil now hey fortunate for me jesus gave a story a parable about oil in your lamps Okay? Now, the, the name of that parable found in Matthew 25 is this. The parable of the wise and foolish virgins. Okay? Now, here's the whole emphasis of this story. It's deep. Watch. You ready? Wisdom. That's the whole part of that story. Sometimes we go into parables and we try to take them too far and we put symbolism on this and symbolism on that and, and we talk about how uh, the oil represents the Holy Spirit and you need to have enough of the Holy Spirit and if you don't have enough, it'll run out and you won't have enough oil for the Holy Spirit. 
It doesn't work in that parable, brothers and sisters. That's not a parable about do you have enough Holy Spirit. That's really not the parable. Because if that were the case, and if you want to go that far, then what did the foolish versions do? They went out to the store to buy more Holy Spirit. Does that work? No. No. Can I, can I tell you really simply what it's about? Wisdom. Don't be foolish. And that's all what the story's about. And he said, are you watching and are you wise to discern the times and know that the bridegroom's coming? So let's be wise. So the first thing we should do is we don't want to lose anybody because Christianity is coming under a storm and it's going to be criticized and it's going to be judged and it's going to be, have a war against it. And we need to be ready. And there have been Christians throughout history who have had persecution and who have had to tolerate persecution. And so we need to learn from them and we need to be ready. So let's check the oil. In other words, let's be wise in going into this thing. We need to understand the times. We need to gauge and put the dipstick in and ask ourselves this. Are you just living status quo or are you getting ready for a battle? Check your oil. How wise are you? Are you getting your finances in order? Are you getting your house in order? Are you getting everything you need ready? This is a season for us to understand that we have to have a strong faith. All right? If for some reason it became illegal to go to church, would you still plan on gathering together as a people? If for some reason they said you can no longer have a Bible or this or that, are you getting reason, ready? Do you know the Word of God? All right? Pastor, you're talking kind of heavy here. This is America. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm preaching this. All right, so check your oil. Real simple. All right? We don't want faith burnout. You can burn your engine out. So we need to have in place uh, begin a, a regular routine of wisdom and preparedness and study in the word and prayer life because see people wait for a crisis before they begin to learn how to pray and before they learn how to study now's the time to learn how to do that now what else do you need this is another thing that i fail at miserably making sure that there's gas in the car my poor wife has been through a great deal of persecution brought on by me oil and gas are two things that i seem to forget about so uh, we've run out of gas many different times. Uh, one of our favorite times was about five in the morning in the hills of Kentucky. <laughs> On our way down to Florida and all the kids in the car sleeping. They didn't know. <laughs> we ran you ever go pull off the side of the road, one of those exits where there's absolutely no other signs and then there's nothing? And you're praying for something, anything? That was me you got to have gas in your tank. So you you got to have the power and strength of the Lord in your life. Now is the time to get powered up, brothers and sisters. Now is the time. Check your gauge. For some reason, I have a blind spot concerning the gauge, the gas gauge in our car. Seriously, my wife will have to get in the car and say, did you look at the gas? And I'll look and I'll go, oh no, and there's a light on too. But in our car, that doesn't matter because almost every one of the lights are on in the front. So it's, no, it's just the shape of the car. It's just, 
It's, it's like, a, um, what do you call those games where you, you, you flip the levers and you're ping, what's that? Pinball. That's the front of our dashboard. It looks like a pinball machine. Lights up and, anyways, I forget the guess. Look at what God is saying is, are you fueled up? Are my people filled? God has made provision for us to win the lost and win the world. Are we fully fueled for God? He says, earnestly covet the spiritual gifts. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Are we hungry for God? Are are we filled with the Holy Spirit to overflowing? To where you are ready to face whatever situation you're going to come into, but you have the joy of the Lord because it's your strength. You're ready to face no matter what the problem is. And so we need to have wisdom. That's the oil uh, in our tank. We need to have the power of the Holy Spirit in us and ready. And then we need to check the road conditions. Before you journey into this uh, road trip, we have to realize what kind of road we're traveling on, right? Now, could I share with you a few things? Number one, Location, location, location is everything. Uh, Understanding where you are and discerning the times. I like the sons of Issachar. It says this in Chronicles. 1 Chronicles 12.32, it says that Israel called on the sons of Issachar. Very small tribe. And it said this, that the sons of Issachar discerned the times and knew what Israel should do. Now that's a good co-pilot. When you get in the car and you're ready for a car tri- road trip, you need someone who can discern the time and knows which way to go. Would you agree with this? Right? We need to be a people who discern the times and know where to go. I believe that Christ Community Church is that sort of a church. I believe that we're a prophetic people who discern the times who know which way the church should go. And that we would be a people who could speak apostolically and prophetically to this Christian community about what is necessary for the coming seasons we're in. Can I get an amen on that? That is my heart to instruct you so that you would have that oil check, you check the gauge, are you wise to the times we're living in? And are you fueled up with the power for the direction we're headed? Let me put it to you this way. The United States is in tough times. Not uh, in a time where, you know what, we just need the housing to get back balanced. We need this. This is global. We're in an economic crisis where there are things already positioned and poised for a new economy coming. Folks aren't looking for repairing this one. I want... Boy, you got to get a, a clue on this. Folks aren't looking just to fix this economy. They're looking to change it. Okay? You can Google that and YouTube it all you want and look that up. But looking to change it. We are in changing times as a nation. Now, that's one thing. We're in the United States, and there is a dismal apathy in the church Uh, in the United States, so we need to be aware of that, discerning the times and know what to do. Secondly, we happen to live in a state called Michigan. Location, location is everything. And Michigan is in an oppressed state. Add to it that we happen to be located in 
the worst city and condition you could be in in the United States, and that's Detroit. Now, you know my heart for Detroit. You know that we've been praying for Detroit. We believe that God has got revival for Detroit. We believe all that. But you've got to discern the times, brothers and sisters. You have to discern the times. There is a spiritual oppression over this city. And when I say this city, this territory, this land, see, these are suburban places. Some of these places out here are suburbs of Detroit, so it permeates and you know, uh, flows throughout all of us. We're all responsible for this territory. So being in Detroit, we need to understand and discern the times that we are in. I want you to understand something, that the depth and level of corruption that has been over our city since the 1800s, all right? It's gone back and it goes deep, all right? It's gone back and it goes deep. And so we have to discern the times we're living in and understand what we're up against. The warfare for this city is huge. It is huge. God has to do something. May I suggest, and I, I, God hit me with a sledgehammer this week, that uh, we, didn't un, we don't understand the magnitude of what we're fighting for. We don't understand the warfare over this territory. We, we don't. And so I want to tell you, the road conditions are not good. And, and how many of you have ever had a, hit a pothole in this area? <laughs> oh, man. I was moving off, uh, what was about two years ago, moving off of 94 onto 75 and going about 55 because I was turning, uh, so I slowed down a little. And <laughs> I hit a pothole that I think somebody was living in it. it. It was that deep. It was somebody's basement. I don't know. I hit this thing, bam, bam, you know, because you have the two wheels on that side. $500 ruined both my rims, ruined everything. See, if you're not watching, and you're going to hit a pothole, and it's going to do damage. And we have to watch as the church that we're on a road trip for trouble. Now, we're headed into this thing so that we can be a help and a light to the situation. But if we're not careful, we'll get taken out too. You with me on this? Do you understand? So we have got to watch the conditions and be like the sons of Issachar. We have to discern the times we're living in. Discern. I'm hoping that I'm ruining somebody's rose-colored glasses today because I'm trying to let you know to get ready. Discern the times. Now, that doesn't mean we can't have the joy of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, the power of God to endure and go through what we have to go through, but we're going through. Okay? Uh, some of you are going to get wiped out by a pothole because you don't understand the conditions. Some of you are going to run out of gas because you, you weren't ready with the power. Some of you are going to burn out your engine because you didn't have the oil checked and you weren't wise. Now is not the time to be spending money. Amen? Amen? Okay. Can I tell you, except on the kingdom of God. Now is the time to invest in the kingdom of God. Because if there is any time that the church needs to move forward, it's now. We need to begin to stop concerning ourselves about our extras 
and focus in on the kingdom of God and what we need to do to advance the kingdom and ready for the season we're entering in. Amen? All right, so let's do that. Let's be prepared. Let's know that uh, we are in for a, a ride. So let's go on and let's find what is our destination. Someone said heaven. Um, you're already going to get there. That's not to worry about. Uh, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Could I, could I share with you what Jesus' destination is for you? To bear the kingdom of God on earth. That is our destination. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added. Our job and our, our whole reason for living. Uh, okay, because if you're secured in the Lord Jesus Christ, where are you going? Heaven. Okay, so what are you doing here? Right? Occupying till he comes. Building the kingdom. Our destination is for the little plot of land that you have the area of influence that you have is to turn it into the kingdom of heaven. To manifest the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. If it's in your high school, you are to bring the anointing of the kingdom of God into science, biology, uh, math class, gym class, wherever you go. If you're working at uh, Baskin-Robbins ice cream, why did that pop into my head? That's where the kingdom of God should be. Every scoop is for the glory of God. Hallelujah. This is where we've got to get our head. If we are ever ready now to pay, pay attention to what's going on, it's this season and it's this time for us to know our destination. Our destination as a church is to make sure that Kelly and Church Street is a representation of the kingdom of God. That there is ambassadors, there are ambassadors on this corner that are going to go out now into the city of East Point, Warren, Roseville, uh, Centerline, wherever you live, there is the kingdom of God advancing and that's our destiny. So we have to be wise in doing it. Check your oil. We have to be powered up to do it. Check your gas. We have to understand the road condition we're going to face. And the economy and the economics and the, and the place where people's heads are at. I don't know about you, but if you watch people now, you're going to see more people walking like this instead of like this. Or like this. People are putting devices in their ears nonstop. No one's listening to anyone. No one's listening to each other. Everybody's got a device in their ear. Could I encourage you, young people especially, could I encourage all of you, take your iPods out of your ears, turn your TVs off. When you have time to walk, walk and begin to meditate on the Lord. Begin to consider the ways of the Lord. I'm telling you, we need to do this. How many of you have ever seen a deer in a headlights? <laughs> now, you know where that phrase comes from, don't you? Yeah, deer in a headlights. I mean, it's because it's... Now, how many of you have seen a deer? Right? You're in Michigan, right? They live in Sterling Heights right now. They're everywhere. But a deer in the headlights, do you know what that expression means? Paralyzed. Paralyzed with fear. I have been seeing this more often. And I've been seeing it a lot in the church. Can I tell you why? 
because we have expectations of blessing. We've been on a blessing road for a long time now as an American church. We've measured our spirituality by how much blessing we have. We've measured blessing by the economy of the world. When in reality, that has caused us to trip up because now that the economy is bad, people are losing homes, people are, can't pay bills, and, and the pressure of economics is on us, this is happening because it's redefining our understanding of God. How could God let this happen? How could God allow us to lose our house? How could God allow me to lose my job? How could God allow any of this? And so there's a deer in the headlights, and the key to a deer in the headlights is it is paralyzed, and it is disoriented. Disorientation can take you out, because the devil wants to come along with a Mack truck and make that deer into tofu, man. He just wants to wipe it out. So you've got to be careful with the deer in the headlights syndrome disorientation brings paralyzation and so we have to understand that as we read scripture that a major portion of scripture speaks to the church as they are distressed and disoriented it's funny when you read the new testament uh, our attitudes kind of read into the text that's called eisegesis To draw out of the text is exegesis, to read what the text is saying to us. But there's a term in theology called isogesis, which means we're reading our purpose into the text, and we contextualize what we want. And for the longest time, like I said, through the 70s to now, we've been contextualizing what being blessed is, and we've ignored the rest of the scripture that talks about suffering, persecution, and, and, and crying out to God when you're disoriented. We need to get a balance back. So I would call you to go ahead and read the Psalms again, and you're going to find your hearts in them. And all the victory songs we used to sing about, we're now at a place like, oh God, where are you? A third of the songs are orientated on who God's majesty is. A th- another third of the Psalms are on disorientation. When your world turns upside down. A whole third of the Psalms. And the last third of the Psalms is based on reorientating you that God can get you out of this thing and there will be a glory. What we have done is we've effectively eliminated disorientation out of the Psalms. We don't like to read those Psalms. I have a feeling that we need those Psalms because they're a roadmap to get you out of disorientation and out of frustration and out of paralyzation. Could I just take a quick poll? And this is not to offend anybody, but has anybody been going through a period of disorientation? Okay. So I'm speaking reality and I'm speaking truth. And and what God has done for us, many times inspiration is not just God speaking to us, but God using people for Him to speak through back to Him. Those psalms of disorientation are actually there to help you begin reading to take your heart and mind back to God. Because when you're disoriented, you're stunned. Have you ever had your faith stunned? Right? Deer in a headlight syndrome. 
I'm saying this to you because I believe we need to be on the cutting edge of this for our brothers and sisters out here. I believe that the church is going to go through a major deer in the headlights in the next couple of years and that many Christians will be completely disoriented and stunned. And they need some brothers and sisters who will apostolically, prophetically say, let me help you get through this. And this is how we do it. All right? So we've got to watch on a road trip for being disoriented. So our quest for getting somewhere is a good road map. How do you bring the kingdom of God into anything? How many of you have ever used MapQuest for your directions, right? It's that famous uh, site on the website that will take you the most roundabout way you can go <laughs> to get where you need to. I honestly think that there's someone behind a keyboard going, <laughs> turn left. Because when you get there, you realized you could have taken two streets to get there. And they gave you 15. Right? I like a direct route. Well, but MapQuest is good. So you, you saw the other one here. But MapQuest is really good uh, to help us know where we're going. Proverbs 28, 19 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. So if we don't have a direction and a directive, we will perish. Now, we studied that verse last year for a couple of weeks, and what the reality of that verse says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The true depth of the Hebrew of that is where there is no prophetic revelation, the people cast off restraint or let go of the reins. In other words, they give up. If you don't have a prophetic revelation, a knowledge of where you're to be now, where you are to be going for the times and discerning what to do, you are going to get confused, upset, frustrated, and let go and cast off the restraining power of the Holy Spirit in your life and just, oh, whatever. How many of you have ever done that? Whatever. Forget about it. Right? We need such detail in where to go and what to do, we will stay steadfast to the vision we know what to do. And right now, the vision that I'm telling you to do is get ready for what's headed our way. Study up. Pray up. Seek the spiritual gifts. Continue to assemble. Watch cutting back what you're doing in your time and effort. You need to begin now to cut back extemporaneous things that don't matter to your life. Stay focused. Get focused. Because if you don't, too many distractions are going to collapse your faith. I'm praying that you're hearing me today. I'm praying that you're getting this. I'm praying that you will stay to the vision that God has. Stay focused on your family. Stay focused on your marriage. Stay focused on relationships. You're going to need all of them. You're going to need everything you've got. Stay focused. Again, cast off the old move that the church has been going through as far as more is blessed. This is the season where less is blessed. Less is blessed. Get used to living with less. I'm speaking wisdom to you. How many of you know GPS, right? Right? A GPS, global positioning system, satellite-based, 
Uh, NASA put up like 24 satellites around the globe for defense, uh, Department of Defense, and then they decided to open it up to the public. And so that GPS is is a God-positioning spirit that we have. God wants us to be where we should be. Paul used a GPS system on his way to Macedonia. How many of you know that? He started with MapQuest. (laughs) And in his MapQuest, he went to one city and and the Holy Spirit forbid him to go in. Got out his MapQuest, he went to the next one and he went to the next city and the Holy Spirit said, no, not here. And then he turned on his GPS system and he heard the voice from Macedonia saying, come over here. And he got direct spirit uh, direction from God's supervision. And so we need that. We don't need satellites. We need the Holy Spirit. I asked you a question last week or two weeks ago, and I said, how many of you are now getting downloads from the Holy Spirit of people's names to pray for in the middle of the day and throughout the week? Situations to pray for. I was overwhelmed that about 85 to almost 90% of you raised your hand. That tells me that the GPS is turned on in you. That's what I want to be, a GPS church. A God-positioning, Spirit-led people. These are the days you've got to start getting used to hearing the Holy Spirit. We need to use our, our satellite positioning to hear what does the Lord say to you? What's taking place? All right? I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Thursday night, we had a SWAT team out in front of our house. Literally, the streets were blocked out, and a SWAT team came to the house right across the street from us. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're at. No matter where you are, you don't know what's going to take place. So what are you going to rely on? The safety of your police department or the Holy Spirit directing your path? Right? Let's get ready for the trip we're going on. Some of you are saying, I don't think I want to go on this trip. You don't have a choice. It's what we used to say to our kids, get in the car, we're going. (laughs) How about detours? Roadblocks. This should be built right into your mechanism. You live in Michigan. Why do we complain about orange cones? We should be used to this. Right? Why do we complain that it merges into one lane? They built four of them just so they could construct three at any point that they wanted to. That's why you have four lanes. Just so they can pick and choose which ones to close. One's good enough. I love what Peter says. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the painful trial of your suffering as though something strange is happening to you. That is a great verse. I love that. Are you kidding me? What are you upset about? Why is it strange that something bad's happening to you? Right? But we as Christians have an expectation as we read the scriptures and we selectively pick out all the blessings and the good things and all that. We say, this should be my life. Something's wrong. And then, of course, you have good people on TV and friends around you that are like Job's comforter saying, obviously you've sinned. Your life's not as good as mine. Peter understood that as you're trying to build the kingdom, you're trying to snatch it away from someone else. There are going to be detours. There are going to be roadblocks. You've got to get along, and you've got to understand to watch out. So you need to watch the signs. There may be delays. Uh, Can I get an amen on that? There may be construction. 
And you may have to find a new route to get there. That's why you turn on your GPS and ask the Holy Spirit, is there a different way I should be going now? Or do you want me to be patient and wait through this time? All right, but you watch the signs. It's important to have signs. You know what cracks me up is you guys get a big kick out of this. But the reality that in your life, you get frustrated. Me too, right? Why do we have this sense that God has somehow abandoned us if we get detoured or roadblocked or things just don't make sense? Because with God, everything should make sense? Yeah, but we're living in a world where people are running it. Right? So that's the signs we get. Good luck. I like that one. What they're going to do, I would imagine, is put one of the roundabouts right there. That's when I cast off restraint and go, ah! I'm not, all right, I'm not British. I don't know how to use these things. Merge and this and that. I'd be better off with that one. Signs. Here's a really important sign. Right? Especially if you're running out of gas. Hit the rest area. Or if you think you can hold it and make it to the next one. Very uncomfortable. As a people of God, we can't be too busy and too distracted with other things. You need to take your regular rest with God. You need to listen to the Lord. Break your life down to where you are resting with Him. You're, you're, you're strong with Him. You have peace with the Lord. These are the times. These are the things we have to do. If you go on a trip, you pace yourself. Do the same thing here. Last of all, pay attention to the signs. You missed the exit, right? You might be headed another 30 miles or so before you can turn around. We have got to pay attention. We have been distracted for too long with the cares of this world. And so what I'm calling you to is a reality check of discerning the times and knowing the days. Many of you have been hit as a deer in the headlights with situations you never expected. No one ever expected our city to fall so badly. No one expected the big three to fail so completely. No one expected our economy, the American economy, to, to just drop out and even the world economy no one was expecting this we we had inflated everything was inflated everything inflated and somehow an air uh, the uh, a pin pricked the bubble and all the air's coming out of it uh, let's be a people who can discern the signs of the times all right see could i share with you another thing what christians have done by putting another thing in here to simply escape the the issue of persecution the rapture will get us out of it when it gets really bad we just get raptured thank god for the rapture i can't wait for the rapture i don't have to worry about anything really come on i believe that there will be a rapture but there's a lot of turmoil and tribulation before you're ever going to see jesus return because he wants you to fight a war to bring the kingdom of God against a kingdom of darkness. And so we have to rise up and be ready. There are signs for us to watch. 
And most of all, as we're all going through this, be careful that you have a right attitude with the people you're sitting with and fellowshipping with. We're all going through different things. Some of them went past their rest stop and they're a little bit scattered. Some folks are really upset. They're still paralyzed like a deer in the headlights. Let's be aware that we're all on the same trip together and have a really good attitude. You don't get to pick who you're going with. Sometimes the seat's pretty uncomfortable. I've been in situations like this. Riding, well, not that crowded, but... We have to be um, appreciative of what God is doing for us, but we, we have to be very careful and attentive to our attitude. Can I tell you, one bad attitude on that thing's going to spoil the whole ride. <laughs> right? And so it's the same with us. We have to have an attitude of the Holy Spirit. We have to be readied. We have to have a, a heart to, to work together. You don't work together on this, and you've got a, you've got a problem. So all I want to tell you is that get ready. And let's prepare. It's good to have a good sense of humor. It's good to have a good attitude. It's good to not take ourselves too seriously and know that without Christ we can do nothing. But it's important to take all readiness and precaution for what is ahead. Now, I know you came here to be blessed and happy. Be blessed and happy. We can do this if we will work together on it. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Jesus.